Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 years or older. Here we go. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to a brand new episode. Extra Points presented as ever by Omaha. Sarah, Tiana, and I are ready to roll through the world of sports. Once again here, rank it for you, win play show style to try and tell you the one, two, three, best, worst, fattest, skinniest, most beautiful, ugliest, whatever, when it comes to the world of sports. And of course, as always, the world of sports does include the most important game of all, the game of life. Okay, with that uh, out of the way, let's say hello to a very nervous Sarah Tiana, her Braves. I mean, we saw this coming a mile away. We started talking about this six weeks ago. And here we are, the Phils giving your Braves everything mm-hmm. they can handle. How say you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a good series. I mean, I knew I'm glad that we're at least playing them hard. Finally, (laughs) (laughs) the games have been close between us and the Phillies all year. Um, Not as close at the beginning of the year when we were good and they got hot at the right time again. Um, It was a great show, maybe the greatest ending to a baseball game I've ever seen on Monday night. And I'm so glad it went my way because if I was on the other side of that, it would be just like a second 28 to three situation. Um, But we still have, we have to get two more wins. So hopefully that can happen today and and tomorrow. (laughs) You're just talking the, the skipper. I'm wearing, hey, I'm wearing the take same one shirt game at a time. <laughs> well, I don't know what else to say. Like, I'm not a Phillies fan. Like a, a Phillies fan would be like, we're going to win the next two. No problem. Sweet. That was just like a one-time thing, you know, and I don't ever have that much confidence, uh, but I am wearing the shirt that I was wearing on Monday when we won. And I'm that like, that's me doing my part. All right. We have to do some important work here today and that's yeah. solve what a lot of people are belly aching about in the world of sports right now. It is the baseball playoff structure. There's a lot of football news to get to real quick. Uh, last week, I went two in one playing when we gave out our best bets at the end of the week, the most important ranking win play show that we'll do on this show or any episode that we do on extra points is at the end. We give you our win play show best bets of the coming sports weekend. Last week, I told you, I felt like all the mirages, the feel-good Cinderella stories in college football were about to give way to the true juggernauts. I was right two out of three times. That ain't bad, so says Meatloaf or what he said before he passed away. I don't know if you heard about that. I'm sorry to drop some heavy news on you here. Uh, Tiana, what did you do? Do you know off the top of your head what you did, or is that too far in the rear view for you? No, I, I just, I'm just trying to figure out. Yeah, I, I got two. I went two and one because I took the okay. over in the Texas-Oklahoma game which was 60. So, and that was 64. And then I took the jets over the Broncos. Okay. You and I parked our cars in the same garage on that total. That's Mm -hmm. fine. Had to bet the red river shootout to go over that one. Big Mm -hmm. one coming up. I'll give you my pick for Washington and Oregon um, at the end of the show. But right now, like I say, we like to rank things, win play show style here. And we do that. We're not complete until we introduce our rotating member of the blue ribbon panel. (laughs) It is Tampa St. Pete sports fan, stand up comic Supreme. He is Erica Gilney. What's happening, man? How are you? Welcome to (laughs) the show. (laughs) Alignity. Gilney. I couldn't you know I said a Gilney. You know I said a Gilney. You know, I said McGill because I'm a hockey fan, McGillney and Puck my brain with the drop of it this season. 
Oligny. I'm sorry. Oligny. Yeah. I mean, God, it works. I, I have a Canadian last name, so it works. I just called you Alex to make it even worse. So that's uh, so, so, so really on top of things. Eric Oligny, apologies and hello. And how are you doing with your race? <laughs> oh god uh what a <laughs> cursed season we had it was everything we thought it would be because when it started that way roy wood even said it best he said it like in one of the, his podcasts that the the rays are going to win these big games and all of a sudden they're going to lose to the reds and what do they do they <laughs> lost to the reds mm-hmm. um it was just an, it was a nightmare of a season wander franco i bought two of wander franco's jerseys 125 dollars a piece <laughs> And I still wear them and people are like, you support Wander Franco. And I was like, no, I support not wasting $125. <laughs> Sorry, Rockefeller. I don't have the, the guy who's still yeah. good on this team and respectable. Um, yeah, okay. So you're, are you all in Jersey? You're uh, say yeah. again, I said, at least it's not a children's Jersey. 14 and up. <laughs> Glass half full Tiana comes when we need it most. Um, uh, Okay, so you're all things Tampa, St. Pete sports, are you, Eric? Uh, I would say all things Tampa, St. Pete can go to hell. Um, (laughs) I'm all things Tampa. St. Pete is a great city, but it's not Tampa. It's it's St. Pete. Uh, It's Tampa Bay. That's like what they call Tampa Bay. Um, Mm. Like the Bay Area would be Clearwater, St. Pete, and Tampa. But isn't that where the Rays play? Don't they play actually? Yeah, and they just signed they just signed a new deal for a new stadium in St. Pete. Nobody's happy about it here because we all believe that the Rays stadium should be in downtown Tampa mm-hmm. and on the water in downtown Tampa, kind of like in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, but if I, you uh, but if you but but wait, you said you all believe that. And the I Tampa think people. Well, oh, twenty thousand like of you. <laughs> we we just yeah, talked Texas, Oklahoma, and Washington, Oregon, and the Steelers and Ravens just played. All these good rivalries going on. I'm I I. It seems to me from the outside looking in, when I went to the Super Bowl up in uh, one of the two twin cities, I was struck by the fact that there was a lack of a rivalry between the two cities. If you guys don't have a rivalry, then why not just pull all your energy and be one? Why would you be Tampa and St. Pete when you could just be? Hey, I, I I never understand what goes on civically there. It's weird. Why did they? Why are they building the stadium for real in St. Pete if it's so hard to get to? And that's the the excuse everybody who's a race fan uses. Like, how can we get to the game? There's there there are no roads to the stadium. Well, it's just people in Tampa love to drink. All right, that's the number one thing. Like Tampa's a party city. And so like people don't want to drive an hour and get wasted at a ball game mm-hmm. and then have to drive back and get a DUI. Mm-hmm. And an Uber from have that stadium, to. yeah, have to. Yeah, but the Uber from that stadium is probably like sixty bucks. That's also adding on to the fact that you don't. There's not Tampa's a rich community. Don't don't get me wrong, but the majority of people here are working class, so they're not going to want to spend a hundred and thirty dollars to go to a Rays game because there's eighty two games. Well, there's only yeah, I think eighty two, right? Yeah, home games. Yeah, yeah. usually about eighty. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like that's a lot of money to spend to go support yeah. a team, and also in the shittiest stadium in all of sports. That's <laughs> well, so now yeah. you get a new one. We'll see if that. Here's my question, also for a Tampa fan. While we're in here, Lightning a couple of years ago, it was uh, it was the place to be as you're a sports fan and a front runner. Speaking of being a front runner, <laughs> Tom Brady, I, I this is the thing to me, 
And I, I don't know if this is a rationalization as somebody whose teams haven't won a title in, in, in a few years too many. But like my reaction to that was, if you're an actual Tampa sports fan, how excited can you be about the mercenary from Foxborough who is associated forever? And he's made that very clear since he retired ish for the third or eighth time or whatever it's been for him that it's like, well, I'm a Patriots for life. Like, what are we supposed to do with what you did in Tampa, man? By the way, you delivered a Lombardi down there. How are the Buccaneers fans? How do you feel about that? Do you feel used? Could you really feel the proper passion <laughs> when the, when when it was owed to some guy, some old man from uh, from Massachusetts area moving down there to to try and stick one to to the NFL one last time? I, I always thought that was a super weird title to celebrate. No, I mean, I, you, you look at it and you go, we're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are the if anybody pictures a bad team in sports, it's always that old creamsicle bucks team with the person <laughs> with the sucking ears on his head. Like we, <laughs> we were bad. So like any championship we'll take. And also Tom Brady made some epic moments here where he was wasted at the parade. Mm -hmm. They threw the Lombardi trophy in the, like almost threw it in the water. Like there's so many moments where you're like, Oh, that put Tampa on the map. Like, our city was already on the map a little bit, but when Brady came here, it blew up. Like our city is now one of the biggest cities in the country and all the New Yorkers and all the Boston people are moving here now. Um, it's gotten over. It's actually overcrowded here now, um, mm. yeah, but it's great for our city. I, would, I loved it. I don't care about where he played before. Like Sarah will say, because we don't get him that often. You'll just take a championship. I get yeah. it. I'm not diminishing it and saying that you shouldn't be allowed to enjoy it. I just didn't know how you I, I don't think I would reconcile that as like as meaningful as like, uh, yeah, I don't know what the guy, but I would, bring some guy up. Oh. You would be cool with that, Tiana. Would, like, I would, the Falcons stink no. and have for 58 years of Super Bowls. So I like to me, people say like, well, you're spoiled. And so, of course, you can take that position as a Steelers fan with the Lombardis. But would you Tiana, like, would you be cool with who's their biggest rival? The Falcons, the Saints. Would you be excited if Drew Brees and his fight, like, I'm going to play one more year and then won a Super Bowl for the Falcons. Would you be like, yeah, we finally did it no. with Brees. I would be, I, I would rather have Deshaun Watson, who I despise than Drew Brees. <laughs> so no, I would not. But I was just going to say that I, I think that Tom Brady probably believes that his championship in Tampa is more important than all the other ones, because that mm. proved that he didn't need Belichick and he didn't need the Patriots, that it was him. And that's the reason they won all the Super Bowls. And so he proved that by winning in his very first year with a brand new team. And I think, you know, if I'm a Tampa Bay fan, I'm like, wow, yeah, he did it with us. He chose us. He, he mean, he definitely wanted to go to Miami uh, and then that got blown up by Brian Flores. So we'll take Tampa. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's still wait, Florida. wait, wait. <laughs> I, I, I agree completely with what you're saying. I for Brady. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. it's the same sort of thing as like uh, De Niro and Pacino knocking up girls in their 20s now. Right. It's, it's, it's more like an homage They're to the old rival. man, not to the not to the vessel that he used to show that he still is relevant. No, I don't I think they're rivals. They're not. He didn't come from the Falcons. You know, he came yeah. from the Patriots or like. OK, it's not. Also, I, didn't not know, I didn't know that De Niro and Pacino were rivals of 20 year olds. 
<laughs> no, they both they both in the last like three months it, it w- made news like within the span of a fortnight even like one it was announced like he's eighty something and he guess what he's gonna be a dad again and then the other one couldn't stand for that so he had to step up it's sort of like a Tampa v St Pete kind of rivalry Nero sure. v Pacino if you follow me on that okay. Stretch. And now a quick break. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Tiana, I want to hear from you, but Eric, also how you did. I I know the emotions are still still raw from a mm-hmm. a frustrating raise um, at the end of the season. There, how do you watch the playoffs? Do you approach them differently? We've talked in the past that you and I a hundred percent support this. You like to leave the old man and your little boy at home. You like to stay <laughs> back. No, 
Well, why we don't we don't have we, you couldn't get three tickets together? No, I could. I just choose not to. I want to go to the game by myself, and you leave your fellows behind, and you spend time with your beloved Braves one on one. Is that what you do in the playoffs? Is that how do you how do you enjoy or not enjoy the playoffs, but how do you consume them? Uh, no, I mean I'm watching them on TV right now. Um, if, Alone. Uh, no, I mean, yes, until my son gets home from school. And then it's nice because I can distract myself by not totally what like sometimes I'm like, you can't you got to take it off the big TV. Like we're just like not doing good. Just put the football Monday night football game up and put the Braves on the little TV with no sound. And I'll just like keep glancing over. And um, yeah, it's just the playoffs are way too stressful for me. And I pace. So this last Monday during that game, I just, I was painting pumpkins with my son. I'm like doing anything to distract myself, hoping, you know, to just keep my mind off of me pulling all my hair out. Uh, if they, so nice. if they advance, if they advance and play either the Dodgers or the Diamondbacks, I'm, I'm definitely going to go to one of those games, probably alone. <laughs> I get the sense, Tiana, that you and I are like, have the same ballpark of intensity when we're watching big time mm. games and i think you know what i'm gonna pat myself on the back too while i do it for you because that i, I was struck last springtime when my pittsburgh penguins were once and for all eliminated from the playoff chase within like the span of like 45 seconds like it's oh they're they're mm. not gonna go to the playoffs mm -hmm. they, it's it's done with this run is finished within yeah. like 45 seconds i had to turn around and help my little daughter with a school project and i did it and I didn't do yeah. it. I didn't have any acid in my voice. I, I became a, a, a wonderful father and I sat with her and was patient and everything else. You painting pumpkins with your little boy, <laughs> despite our angst and our sorrow. That mm -hmm. really says something about you and me, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it just mm -hmm. says nice. there's things that are more important uh, than baseball. Meanwhile, uh, I, the whole time. Well, now you painting, go too far. I, now you've gone painting, too far. But okay. I was literally painting a pumpkin to look like a baseball, and I'm like turning, you know, like messing it up the whole time because <laughs> I'm turning my head. And I, I just was having Chris do play by play, and like he would tell me if anything big happened, good or bad, so that I didn't have to be distracted. Because mm -hmm. I, you know, that's the one thing that I get super intense about. Like Falcons in the playoffs, I'm a little bit, you know, they've hurt me enough before. So I'm like immune to them. Right. Yeah. Georgia, the SEC championship, like that'll be super nerve wracking. But like, other than that, no, even the Georgia, Florida game, like, yeah, I was uh, going to say that. Eric is a huge Florida fan. Like we bonded at the comedy store over him being a Bucks fan and a Florida fan. And like, he was constantly giving me <laughs> and I'm like, who is this? Nobody <laughs> talking to me. And then, uh, and then I watched him perform and I go, oh, he's somebody. He's very funny. And um, and then we just started our own little rivalry. But yeah, I mean, even the Georgia, Florida game anymore, it's not even that stressful. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, it's getting to like, coat. right, rivalry gets to be tenuous to throw that word around when one side always beats the other. But Eric, were you, I always love stories about comics having to get up on stage when they realize, oh, Big time comic is in the room. What's uh, what's what's your biggest brush with uh, with stardom and knowing that person is in the room? I my friend uh, uh, Jordan Rubin. Why do mm -hmm. you know uh, Jordan? Love Jordan. Uh, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, uh, 
Big. wonderful weirdo fella. Um, weird. One of my all-time favorites. Um, he once, uh, Jerry Seinfeld walked into the comedy club as mm-hmm. he was about to step up onto the stage, Jordan. And he said, okay, you can stay here and watch in the back, but you cannot judge me. And he said, and <laughs> apparently Seinfeld said to him, oh yes, I can. And I will. <laughs> Eric, if you had anything close to that, was Tiana basically the same dynamic for you? Who was it? Uh, I mean, there's been some cool. I've I've gotten to perform with Russell Peters a lot, and so he always has like big time rappers and uh, musicians and all kinds of WWE stars, and Hmm. is that what it's called, the uh, wrestling? And so I've gotten to perform for pretty cool guys like that. But for like comics, I guess I got to perform at the comedy store a lot. So my most memorable was when Ian Edwards walked into the room when I was very young at the comedy store and I bombed my <laughs> off. And I got off, I got off stage and Ian comes up to me and he goes, yeah, make sure uh, when you get on stage, you got something to say. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, no. It, it, uh, it really opened my eyes to the fact that I need to work a little harder on writing my jokes. Yeah, that's you know what? It's easy to get people to pat you on the back. Somebody to give you a tough critique like that is is tough. Tiana, how say you? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, for sure, Chappelle, like that was like super nervous. What? Oh he my judged god. My, he judged my roast battle once. Uh that was the first time I ever met him. It was like before Roast Battle was a TV show and we were still pitching it for HBO and stuff and like and then he, uh, I, I was really nervous. I think I was battling Tiffany Haddish. And then, um, and then he came up to me after and said I, that I was, you know, one of the best writers he'd ever seen. And like, then he brought me on tour with him for quite a few shows. Wow. Yeah. And he's still like, when I see him, it's like, a, it's like a, not a day has gone by. So he has a really good memory that way. But then I also remember like Dr. Dre, like bombing in front of Dr. Dre and him heckling me because Eleanor Kerrigan was on before me. And he's like, bring Eleanor back. And I'm like, you're not, like, you're, you're like so flustered, but you're also like, oh, Dr. Dre's talking to me. <laughs> like, and it was like dark days of the comedy store before it was like cool again, before podcast happened and it got this whole resurgence so and then there's other times when it's been like chris rock or bet midler and i'm so glad i didn't know they were in there or else i probably would have bombed so i'm like i prefer if i just don't know the celebrity is there and then it's just like a happy you know accident after if they talk to me so on uh on one of those things in the old days of the comedy store, I don't know if you remember this, but David Taylor was on stage <laughs> and uh in the crowd was Donovan McNabb. He was sitting with uh Gary Payton. Oh no. And he way. starts he starts ripping into Donovan McNabb and McNabb gets really pissed off and wants to fight David. And Gary Payton is basically <laughs> just loving every minute of it. He's like literally he Gary Payton stuck around the whole night because he loved the fact that David Taylor was just all over McNabb. Did David was, know that what, it was McNabb? Yeah. Oh, he did. Okay. Okay. He was purposely just going at him. And it was, you know, David, he wants to like ignite something. He was super dark, Dave. Like he, he's like maybe what, six, five and a hundred pounds, like so like thin, but just like so negative. Like everything he ever said on stage was just like gross or dark, you know, it was like suicide, you know, kill yourself. Or, you know, like, drink, I don't know, drugs. Okay, but I, those know. are words. I, I like, I have to draw the line when comics are looking to fight professional athletes. That's probably yeah. a bridge too far for them. <laughs> like, that's probably if those two professions got into one big uh, battle royale. 
I, I think yeah. I'm gonna bet heavily on the athlete side of things versus uh, this, the comics. This was during no the time. Any present company. This was yeah. during the time though when homeless people would sleep in the pack of the uh, the OR, the original <laughs> yeah. room. <laughs> yeah, those homeless people being open micers that were yeah. there for but or, they were yeah. just more crowds. Yeah, they would say they were open micers so they could come in and listening to Brody Stevens and Don Barris and all the late nighters there at the the comedy store. Yes. Um, You mentioned Deshaun Watson. I do want to talk about the baseball thing. But oh, by the way, talk about embarrassing but useful advice. Super Dave Osborne, one of the all time great comedy Mm -hmm. writers, once said to me, I, I didn't know until after the fact. And then it really got in my head. He heard me on the radio on ESPN radio in L.A., and mm-hmm. then I ran into him later in that week at something. And uh, he's like, just just remember, just because you take the time to write something and produce it doesn't mean it has to air if it doesn't <laughs> turn out. But he meant it completely. Like, he meant, I was like, you're absolutely right. It's like, ah, enough work went into this. What are we going to do? We're just going to put it on the shelf and never use it? Like mm-hmm. uh, Rage of the Lost Ark in a box? Like, I got to air it, right? And Super Dave was like, you don't have to air it if it if it didn't work out. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take your advice. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. So before we get to the baseball, I want to ask you guys this about Deshaun Watson because you mentioned him. This thing, this unforced error that the Cleveland Browns brought on themselves by bringing this guy in for $240 million instead of just staying with Baker Mayfield, who now is the starting quarterback, if you haven't heard, for your team, Eric. Um For real, I like to crack wise about the Browns because they amuse me like a clown. But for real, I was thinking he has a bum shoulder and Mm -hmm. it's like, well, what do you do to fix that? You can't get a massage. No, you right. You get a massage. But right. Wouldn't you like the the medical thing would be like, we got to get some good, heavy, whatever Mm -hmm. massage or whatever deep tissue. Anyway, whatever you call it kind of thing. But for real. In Cleveland, if that's your trade, if you're a massage therapist, like you can't take the gig, right? Because then you will be well, perceived as something that you don't want to be perceived as going forward. It's like, well, we can't hire that. We can't hire that place that does that because you know they they dabbled in that, and so they're uh, they're below. No, the, I mean he can't right? do it anyway because the NFL would ban him you know what i mean like well, i know he can't all right it's a legit thing isn't it that like what are we supposed to do we can't say like yeah we're working that stefanski can't go to the microphone and tell the media like what well how are you trying to get Deshaun ready like he can't really say the words like <laughs> maybe therapy. maybe robert maybe robert Kraft has a guy for him <laughs> well what are you saying about this you're just saying like is it a bust because his shoulder is a bu- bust and oh it's like, a bust it's a bust period. And period. They would be, they, I mean, they would have been better off if they would have just stuck with the guy who beat the Pittsburgh Steelers no. in Pittsburgh in the playoffs. What, what, First of why all, why was there some urge to move yeah. on from that? Cause he got hurt the year after played hurt the whole year. He was set to be a hero for all the time in Cleveland. And then you purge him and bring in this troubled soul for $240 million guaranteed. It's just a loco move. When is the last time the Browns had a good quarterback? When's the last time the Jets had a good quarterback? When's the last time uh, the, like, who else, like, ruins quarterbacks? Uh, I'm just, like, nobody, the Bears, right? Like, Mm -hmm. these are organizations that don't know what to do and are ruining quarterbacks. And it's evident when they can go somewhere else and succeed. And not all the time. 
you know, it's very rare for there to be the perfect marriage of talent and coaching and, and an organization that allows you to learn and expand and fail and doesn't pull the, the ripcord right away. And, and I think we are actually seeing that in Tampa Bay because here's this guy, Dave Canales or Dan Canales, whatever his name is, who is the quarterback coach in San Francisco and now is the offensive coordinator in Tampa. And like Baker is becoming the Baker that we saw in college, in my opinion. Like I, I do think that he, you know, is becoming, you know, not just a system quarterback. He's becoming unique in his own fashion. Getting back and, to in a weird way, right? Yes, like and he, I think he lost there's also there's also less pressure when you, you know, have now been a journeyman and you're not just like the number one overall pick anymore. You're like, you know, there's less pressure when people don't expect anything of you. And so he can really only go up from there. And every time I see him in an interview, every time I see him like on college game day or whatever it is, he's more and more charming, which to me tells me he's more and more comfortable in his own skin, which, which makes you more comfortable on the field. Like, cause you've just been able to quiet all that outside noise. And I do think now he is in a good place. And I think, but with, when it comes to Cleveland, it's like, I, I don't care. Like, I feel so bad that DTR is there because they're going to ruin him too. Like he was so good at UCLA and what, what are they going to do? They're going to ruin him too. Uh, that's they ruin like everybody. I'd like to say that, uh, two of the sports towns you named are big market sports towns. So like the yeah. newspapers and all that, the pressure of all that does hurt these mm -hmm. quarterbacks. And then you're talking about Cleveland. I mean, there's not really a benefit to playing in a place like Cleveland. There's nothing to do there except for football. And like they, they take it so seriously that it puts pressure on the players. Like he comes to Tampa. There's so much to do here. People don't, we love the bucks. Don't get it wrong. We're very avid about mm -hmm. the bucks, but we also don't care that much. Yeah. <laughs> that is you're going to the game for so being social. You're not going to yeah. the game because you're like, if they lose, I'm gonna kill myself. Like you're like, right. oh, if they lose, like there's a strip club next door, and we'll just go there and hang out. <laughs> More strip uh, clubs than McDonald's. Yeah. I call it the opposite of what you guys are talking about. Is like the pressure of supposed to, like as a team, but even as an individual, if you're the first overall draft pick, you have to be the savior for Cleveland Browns football. That curse is supposed to that you're good enough to do it that me makes it that you're not only we're rooting for you but you're supposed to do it based on how we perceive you is extra pressure and right i'd rather play in fact you know eli manning i i think the thing that's funny about him forcing his way out of san diego all these years later is like yeah. he could have gotten to san diego like i don't want to be in the chargers and i don't want to be to your point about like i don't want to be in a bad situation football wise and i don't like the way that organization's run and they're going to screw me up so trade me out of san diego but pull back from the chargers brand and just be like you really fought that hard to not live your life in san diego you could have been a football player and lived in San Diego at the same time. That's not mm -hmm. just surviving. That's living. What did you do, Eli? I I respect the move. I do, do. too. You yeah, went to you a harder know market. Yeah, definitely went to a harder market, but with a good coach and a good history of winning. You know, yeah. And a history of winning is proof that the organization is either hands-on or hands-off. And that either the owner is making mistakes or the owner, you know, doesn't know how to, you know, and the owner doesn't know how to trust his coaches. You know what I mean? And so 
to me, right. like look at Robert, you know, I mean, obviously Robert Kraft is a great example, but it's like, you know, I feel like there's lots of organizations that have a history of winning because they allow the coaches to dictate instead of saying like, oh, I have money. I know what to do with football. It's like, mm -hmm. no, no, money doesn't mean you know anything. <laughs> well, if I By were way, an owner but, of a professional franchise, I would 100% be all over it. I would not defer <laughs> to the so-called expert. I'd be like, I just spent $5 billion on this toy. I'm obviously yeah. going to have I'm gonna have a say in who we draft and all of that kind of thing. Um, I'm sorry, what were you going to say there, Eric? Uh, Eli Manning, I have every reason to hate him. He's the only, uh, Peyton Manning never beat the Gators. Eli beat us. He's the only quarterback to ever beat us three times in uh, his career. And he kicked our every time we played him. So I had every reason to hate him, but I really loved him during his career because I liked what he did. And the fact that he played in that market and he still proved all they hated him until he won that Super Bowl. The, the New York Giants fans hated him. Like the, yeah, yeah, the, the, the overthinking of like, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer because in his non-Super Bowl winning years, he didn't have great seasons. It's like the point is to win the trophy at the end. He yeah. did it twice and he did it against Tom Brady. What, what are we and doing? He did, what, what did a miracle, doing? the miracle play. Right. Like his play is all time NFL history. Like that David yeah. Tyree catch will forever be remembered. It's like the Sid Bream rounding uh, third. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah I mentioned I'm a Pirates about. fan. I don't, I don't want to hear that stuff. <laughs> I, I'm not That's here to be attacked by you. Um, Tiana, though, I think you're absolutely right. I think in the, especially in the age of free agency, we convince ourselves like it's, 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 it gives you gravitas, whether you're a media member in a local market or a fan to be like, it, this goes on in Pittsburgh all the time is, is obviously it goes on in every sports town is the, is the like, Dude, it's going to be a long decade in Pittsburgh <laughs> sports, dude. We got mm -hmm. long Roethlisberger's retired now, and Crosby's getting old, and the Pirates mm -hmm. are always sucky and all that. It's like only in ineptitude or purposeful screwing up can one franchise never find a quarterback or a goalie or otherwise. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really like you can't, like, well, the stars are aligned against us, Bears fans, with nothing we can do here. Like, 58 years, you couldn't find mm -hmm. anybody ever better than Jay Cutler? In 58 years, that's about like you're either you're trying to be bad like this or you are so inept that Eli is right and anybody who doesn't want to be in those bum organizations, you're exactly right. The screw-up was also Watson's going to the Browns. They needed each other. They're, they're uh, uh yeah. Imperfect cures for uh, for the flaws of each other, right? Karma way, Tampa, Tampa, and oh. a Tampa's um, never had a quarterback, by the way. We've only had one. We got Tom Brady, but we've never actually had our own quarterback that has gone through a five-year, six-year span. We've only picked up quarterbacks. If mm -hmm. you look at our history, Doug Williams was here. He was, he was our first. Right. He was our first good quarterback, but then we gave him to the Redskins. He won a Super Bowl. We had Steve Young. <laughs> We had Steve Young. We gave him to the Niners, won a Super Bowl. It's like we had the players, but we never kept them. And like we've never actually had a uh, a full time quarterback in Tampa. You Have also you guys drafted, drafted Bo Jackson. Yeah, we drafted Bo Jackson, and he did the, the uh, he did the Eli Manning thing to us. If there was no you, <laughs> if there had been no USFL, in other words, in the early '80s, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could have been the juggernaut for the next oh. decade or fifteen years because you could have had Steve Young and Bo Jackson. So I worked for Leroy Selman's, this restaurant in Tampa. It's not here anymore, but uh, Leroy Selman actually was part of a part of the people that was with the restaurant, obviously. And I got to know Leroy, and we got to talk a lot about the old Bucks, hmm. and they were actually a really good team that just sure. got creamed. Like the 79 bucks, they went to, they almost went to the Super Bowl. 
They lost in the worst title game in history. They lost to the Los Angeles Rams 9-0. Three fat, fat Frank Corral field goals to send them to the Super Bowl to face the, the mighty Pittsburgh Steelers. That's, that is the most atrocious title game in football history. And but, John, John Madden used to say all the time in Monday Night Football, when I think of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think of 9 nothing. <laughs> is that right? Well, see, I yeah, guess we park our cars. I didn't know it was from right. that, but he actually said it because we always kicked field goals because Tony Dungy was very conservative. <laughs> well, that's, that's I, a, I remember that that's, well. I me- to I, say I the bo- least. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Professionally, yeah. personally, yeah. All right, Tiana, soapbox time for you. You have okay. a chip on your shoulder because you're Atlanta Braves in, you know, a hundred years ago or thereabouts, your Braves dominate the National League. Their gift is no playoffs. You've already won the pennant. It's on to the World Series to place the <laughs> to play the best team in the American League. And it would be a best of nine to settle all hash. I like it that way because I'm a man who likes things based on merit, not on what's going to engage the biggest uh, swath of casual sports fans. Now, your Atlanta Braves dominate. Have to have to play the dirty Phillies, who they who what were they 15 games better than that? And now they have to play a short series. Get up on the soapbox. Why do you not like this playoff structure in baseball specifically? Well, I mean, I just think the expanded playoff is, I mean, obviously a cash grab. You know what I mean? You're letting in, you know, four more teams, basically. Uh, and so, you know, I mean, we've played two games in nine days, you know, the all-star break is four. So it's kind of hard to come back offensively. Like it's, it's not as hard for pitchers to come in because pitchers are used to having days off and having rest. Uh, I think it's extremely hard to get your bats active. I think that's proof with the Orioles. It's proof with the Dodgers. It's proof with the Braves until like the seven, we were getting seven, like no hit through five innings. And that's not a re- necessarily a reflection of our offense. That was just how good Zach Wheeler was. But, you know, for people to say like, oh, it doesn't matter. It, it, it does matter. Like, you know, we're going to see because right now the Rangers are advancing and wh- who knows how long they're going to have to take off to to play their next game. And, you know, if, if, the, if the Diamondbacks advance tonight i don't know how long it's going to be before they have to play in the nlcs so like what I are we do doing think, the snakes are going to beat the dodgers i mean shame the devil I, if that I, the, I, to me the fix is to go back to you know i liked the old format where it was like you had like one playoff like an, a, a game to play in and if we're not going to do that mm-hmm. then what's the point of 162 games like just shorten the season like what's the point um so if we're, you know, it, to me, it, it feels like it's harder to not make the playoffs in the major league baseball, the same way it kind of is in hockey. Right. But there's not that many games in hockey. So it makes a little bit more sense for there to be 162 games in baseball and still have this expanded playoff seems obnoxious to me. I'd rather just immediately go from have a couple days off, have like have home field advantage and then start playing, you know, divisional uh, matchups. Right. There's not like, what are you going to do? You're trying to 
give them the benefit of not having to play. But to your point, there's just something about the nature of this particular sport versus the others that doesn't lend itself to putting your feet up for a week and watching everybody else. I mean, like I, I get that it theoretically is beneficial to not have to play for a week, but it breaks your uh, your breaks your rhythm and, uh, you know, the, the pace of the season, which is every day for six months. And now go rest up, everybody, for a week. It's hard to flip the switch again. Eric, I'll say you. Go ahead. I like uh, I like the way hockey does it because you shouldn't have any series. If you made it to the playoffs, you should have a seven game series. End of story. Like you should be able to like and it proves what the Boston Red Sox did with the Yankees. Just because you're up, you're up three nothing doesn't mean you won the series. Anything mm-hmm. can change in a second. So mm-hmm. seven game series should be the way it is. Hockey is the greatest sport to watch for the playoffs. It is mm-hmm. they play harder. They're better. Like you can see the difference between the regular season and the uh, postseason. In baseball, you really don't see it because they're doing these two, three game series, and the players just aren't invested into that series. If they if they're down one game already, they're about to be thrown out of the playoffs for one game, and that's one not game. fair to a team that wins a hundred games. The Orioles should be still in it. They should be playing yeah. a seven game series. They deserved it. I was really mad. I was more mad with the Orioles losing than I was with the Rays. Cause I really yeah. love the Orioles. I talked to Derek waters from drunk history all the time. And him and I go back and forth about the Rays and the Orioles. And I was actually rooting for the Orioles this year to win the world series because I knew mm-hmm. the Rays were decimated. I knew we lost three starting pitchers, Wander mm-hmm. Franco. And then we also lost three regular uh, season players. So mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I want the O's to win it. And then they get knocked out in three games. It's like, that's just trash. It's it not really good, does it's not think good for the sport. Here's why it, it to me uh, is like it's not the same as you say hockey playoffs are more entertaining because you do feel through your TV screen or otherwise that the that the energy and the effort is ratcheted up a tick. And that's definitely true in football too. baseball. You can't be like, I want to hit this ball even more than I usually do right now. That <laughs> yeah. has no translation to your ability to do it yeah. um, in, in the particular sport and expanding on that. The nature of the game, as I always say. If it's a five-game series or even a seven-game, better yet, a seven-game series, if you said, again, to distinguish like why it's okay for basketball to do seven-game series and to have one through eight playoffs in two different conferences is because if the Denver Nuggets played the Orlando Magic in 10 best-of-seven series, the Nuggets would win them all. They would win, they, The Magic would not win four games in any seven-game series. If they played it 20 times, it wouldn't happen. In baseball, though, if the Braves played the A's, they the A's would win a couple of those series. Yeah. That's just the nature of the game. You cannot have short series in baseball right. and then try to shrug it off like, that, that's sports. Like, no, that's the base baseball, by the way it flows, its nature. does You cannot have these one-off little series like this because it dents 162 games. It wastes your – it, it lays bare like, what did I just do for six months of my life? If you're a yeah. Baltimore fan, yeah. you just spent it in front of the TV. It's a li- you're, it, But think it, about uh, it, too. Like, as soon as you win home field advantage or as soon as you, like, clinch in a playoff game, like, the Braves had 19 games le- left when they clinched the playoff spot. Then we clinched home field advantage in Philadelphia and had, I think, seven or eight games left. So those last eight games, we were really just playing sim games with different pitching to, like, put them in front of the Phillies mm-hmm. since we knew maybe we would be facing the Phillies. Like let's throw all these random pitchers out there to just see how they do against this lineup. 
And maybe we're not going to throw out pitchers that we they're going to see, you know, so that we give them less less chances to see the starting pitching. So it it feels like to me the Braves really haven't been locked in since you know you're September you're right. 25th. I wonder if like as we move forward with these things, and if you're one of the front running teams and your spot in the postseason is locked up, like I want. I, I don't know if any, maybe I've missed skippers talking about like the strategy specific to surviving that week off and how you align. I mean, the old thing is yet, yeah, like you say, is your shorter uh, starting pitching rotation for the playoffs, getting that set. But beyond that, like, how do you structure negotiating your way around this, this weirdo sit for a week and it's like all, all yeah. that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, it's unsatisfying if you're a diehard baseball fan um, yes, bring in as many people as you can, but not at the expense. Like if the Braves go out, shame the devil. That's just uh, then throw I, this system yeah. out. You cannot have a team that dominant against the rest of the league and then go out uh, to a team that they within their own division who they were 15 games better than. All right, listen, you and know I, what? go ahead. Well, I just want to say that I know that people are going to say, well, the Astros won the World Series last year and they were also the number one team in the American League and they did just fine. And uh, I, I think that is an exception. And, and also, it's not like they were scoring 10 runs a game. They, they, they were beating the Mariners one to nothing <laughs> right. in 15 innings. You know what I mean? Like, nobody was coming out super dominant. So before everybody's like, you know, and so it takes you that first three game, se- you know, series to even get going or that five game series to even get going. And then they annihilate it in the. The, I just want to say, I'm not, I, I don't hate the Braves. I feel like Atlanta is kind of this sports town that I don't know exactly how to regard. Now, the Braves did deliver one of the more painful moments for this sports <laughs> fan with, or Francisco Cabrera specifically delivered that, uh, that blow to me. But as a man of justice, I want the Braves to go to the, to the World Series. I hope they lose in game seven in devastating fashion. <laughs> For exactly the reasons that we're talking about. Just so you know, Dave, just so you know, Dave, uh, I grew up a Braves fan because we didn't have the Rays and we only had we only had WGN. You could be a Cubs fan or a White Sox fan or a Braves fan because we had TBS. And I grew up a huge Braves fan. Like I even have the that that actual series I have on a VHS at my house. Like I still watch it. Good. Eat it. Um, Whatever. Uh, Eat it for dinner. Are we going to move on from baseball? Because I wanted to say Kevin Cash is going to be going to the Cleveland Indians. Guardians? Oh, no, they're the Indians. They're not guarding <laughs> anything. In, in, they're not guarding anything in Cleveland except the aptitude scores at LeBron James School. <laughs> <laughs> you understand that they named the baseball team. They took away the old name and they renamed them. They could have named them anything. They could have mm-hmm. any word that makes sense to English speaking people. Any word. They went with mm-hmm. the Guardians. You know why? Because they have statues on their bridges that are called the Guardians of Traffic. One <laughs> yeah. of the Guardian, one of the one of these statues, it's like a man, and he has a dump truck in his hand. That's what Cleveland named its baseball team after. Congratulations. I have a theory Damn. that the reason that they changed it is because they only had to change uh the first few letters. The last four letters were D-I-A-N-S were the exact same. <laughs> yeah. Not a good enough reason. <laughs> Dump uh, trucks. Just but name yourself do, the dump trucks. I you think Kevin Cash is going to the Guardians? I I think no manager is going to get placed anywhere until we know where Shohei is going because I oh, think okay. Shohei is going Good to call. dictate his own manager. 
hmm. which to me makes it more, you know, likely that he is going to San Francisco. We'll see what happens with the Mariners organization. For sure, the Angels are already absent a manager. The Mets are absent a manager. So the these Yankees are more are guys would make these decisions. Yeah, the Yankees be more fun probably- if guys would be like, because it always ends up being just like if somebody pays like $5 million more to the half billion that they get paid. Wouldn't it be nice if Otani, like you hear he loves Seattle. Just for a lifestyle choice. Like, I like this yeah. town. Oh, I, lo- I, lo- I love that restaurant. I, I'm, I'm getting oh. it. I'm going to live in this neighborhood because, boy, they have the best pizza around. And I, I just that's why I'm going to sign there. Oh, Wouldn't I think be for nice- sure that is I think that is for sure what he's considering. It sounds like I, it. I don't I don't think that he's the kind of guy that's like, oh, this organization is going to pay me the most amount of money. No, he's like, where do I want to live? And what, what place do I want to change around? You know, I, I always heard that he came to the Angels because the best player in baseball played for the Angels. So hmm. he's like, if I play next to Mike Trout, people will know how good I am. And that was right. <laughs> so, All right. I don't want to I don't want to cut it right. short. This is a delightful yeah. conversation. But Tiana, the hour's getting late for your Braves. The first pitch is going to go down before we know it. I a know. matter of minutes, in fact. And now a quick break. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. So let's get to it. Bring it on home. Win, play, show. Let's rank out. We did a bad job, by the way, of ranking things on this particular episode. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's on that's on me, and I'll be better in the next episode, but we don't have time to go back now. Win, play, show. Give me your best plays for the coming sports weekend against the number. And Eric, I'm going to call on you, so get ready. Um, All right. So I'm going to take the Diamondbacks plus one and a half tonight to sweep the Dodgers. Uh, it's Fott versus Lance Lynn. Um, definitely not um, a, an enticing matchup, but Fott also like got the win uh, in uh, in the first series against the Brewers when no one expected him to do it. So, you know, the Diamondbacks are at home. They're playing their first home game in the playoffs tonight. So I think they clinch at home. And I think I'm going to take Diamondbacks plus one and a half to complete the sweep. Uh, USC versus Notre Dame. I'm taking the over at 62 and a half for my place bet. Um, and then I'm going to take the 49ers minus six and a half over the Browns on Sunday for my. I third like that. Sounded like it's going to be PJ Walker. I don't know what we're even talking about, but the <laughs> Niners aren't going to win by more than a touchdown. That there. line is a little too low. So it's making me nervous that that. Somehow, like to me, it should be 16 and a half. It's so moving, it it's moving on nervous. the Deshaun news a little bit, okay. but I expect once they confirm Deshaun's definitely out, it will it'll transcend yeah. a, a, at least seven points. 
Eric, how say you? You can give us one bet if you want. You can give us three. The world's yours. Okay, so I'm going to do this. First of all, bet against the Gators because we're terrible. We got white <laughs> tumbles with our coach. He's terrible. Um, that's the first one. Bet against the Gators. I think you got to take Connor Bedard on Saturday. He's going to be playing against the Canadians, and I think he will have his first two goal game. And Connor Bedard is awesome to watch. You got to go yeah, watch. I, him. I watched really him last night. Yeah, he is so much fun to watch, and the players already respect him. It's it's insane yeah. that they're showing him that much respect. Um, yeah. And then I say Lightning Red Wings. You're going to want to go with uh, Tyler Mott. He's the new Lightning player. He's awesome, and I think he's going to have a good game that game. Uh, we're playing the Red Wings too, which is like and you're Steve picking Eisenman. him for a goal. I, I, yeah, I think he'll have a goal at least to assist. I think maybe to assist, no goal. Um, just because our players are so damn good at the the and near the goal, I don't know. Um, yeah, and I like uh, for the NFL. I mean, go with the the Dolphins this weekend. The Dolphins <laughs> are going to crush it. Uh, yeah. Do they I think- play? Yeah, they do. They do. And they are crushing uh, all comers this side of the Buffalo Bills, at least. Um, I will go once again, college football, all my NFL picks available on the weekly 15 minute NFL pregame show by minus three. That'll be available to you on Friday midday. Look for that on social media. I am going college football here. Utes beat up on the Golden Bears numbers way too low. I don't understand why it's under two touchdowns. For the Utes, they will win by three at least. Ducks and Huskies, Pac-12 game of the year. Washington laying three. I'm going to do like Tiana and I did last week and say, bet the over. Both of these offenses are mighty. The defenses are pretty good, but they will combine to go over the 67 there. And why is Notre Dame favored at home against USC? Two and a half. Forgive me, Eddie Spaghetti. I know this is fishy enough to make me bet Notre Dame. To win this game outright, I'm not going to do it. USC is going to go in there and take care of business. That was a gut punch that I don't know that you come back from if you're the fighting Irish this season at least. Uh, Marcus Freeman not in jeopardy of losing his job, but geez, that was a bad mm-hmm. loss last week. So there you go, my win play show bets there, and there we go. That's another episode of Extra Points. We wish you, Sarah Tiana, all the best with the Braves. <laughs> we know you're living and dying with them, and uh and hope they emerge victorious, yeah. at least until the World Series, like I said earlier. <laughs> Thank you. Are and you Aaron, in- tell everybody where you, yes. they could find you. Um, in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a wise <laughs> McGillney. You, 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 you could find me at, at, at Eric Oligny, E-R-I-C-O-L-I-G-N-Y. And uh, yeah, I'm on all social media platforms and most of my jokes don't have many views. So go ahead and view them. <laughs> You're a delightful fella. You're hereby invited back to the yes. panel like at your that. convenience. And uh, we hope you, the listener, will join us once again a week from right now for another exciting episode. Until then, for Erica Ligny, Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass, and Sarah Tiana. Thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. 